Hi, I'm Floyd Alexander-Hunt and you're listening to Brief Exchange. Today's episode is with Olivia Irvine, a lawyer at Hazelbrook Legal and president of New South Wales Young Lawyers. Take a listen. All right. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Floyd. Oh, very excited. Um, I'll launch straight into it. Why did you choose law? Why did I choose law? Um, I used to watch uh, Law & Order a lot as a kid, um, and I decided that um, I could probably do Jack McCoy's job better than he could. Um, so I like this answer. So, so, so often it's, oh, I just got the grade, so I'll just go. So that's, that's a definitely unique answer. Do you still watch Law & Order? Um, occasionally, occasionally. I think it's um, definitely more fun when you're a kid watching Law & Order. I yeah. think when you're a grown-up and you do a law job, it's a bit frustrating to see that they you know they walk into the well and they're yelling yeah. at witnesses and now do you watch it being like that wouldn't happen that's yeah. not how it works. well I watch it with a deep sense of cringe for the profession uh, mm, yeah any yeah. other legal shows that you like to watch Ooh, that's a tough one um I watch sort of crime shows and get very frustrated ah. about um you couldn't use that in court yeah that's all you know inadmissible as evidence. I like doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My mom's a forensic pathologist. So we like to have both aspects of the show covered from a factual perspective. Amazing. Yeah. We're very fun at parties. Um, can you talk uh, talk me through like a typical day in the life of Olivia? Yeah, sure. So uh, I tend to, I guess my ideal like working week, I, yeah. I wake up relatively early, go for a little tiny run. Okay. Um, what is a tiny run? Oh, like two like, or three K. Okay. Like, Okay, good. Nothing major, nothing serious. Not like, oh, you know, 20K. Half marathon, (laughs) run over the bridge, whatever. Yeah. Um, Come home, get ready for work, take the beautiful uh, airport line to my work, which is in Willamaloo, um, which is a really beautiful area to work in. Um, I get in, I see my team. We'll generally kind of crack into some emails and then we'll go for coffee together, which I think is a really good... um, system that we have in terms of making sure that everyone is well-placed to handle the week. Yeah. Um, then we'll come back. We have workflow. So we're a Sydney and Canberra-based office. Oh, and wow. we'll do sort of a workflow meeting to make sure everyone's set for everything that they need to do that day. Um, and then generally I'll work on all sorts of matters, but my favorites are financial services things. So okay. I'll look at funds, um, you know, I'll good things related to regulation of financial services and financial products. Okay. Um, and then often as president of the the New South Wales Young Lawyers, I'll have a meeting in the evening. Yeah. So whether that's with the executive council, sometimes I'll attend the subcommittees. So we've got the 15 subcommittees if they need wow. a returning officer. Yeah. Um, and just do odds and ends for that side of things for a little while, whether it's on the train or I'll stay a little bit after at the office. Yeah. Then I'll head home, see my cat, um, sort of settle What's in for the evening. What's your cat's name? Shiva. Shiva. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then settle in for the evening and then do it all again? Yeah. Nice. Yes. Does it, what about the weekend? Does that look very different for you? Uh, the weekend still has a lot of sort of young lawyers things. Okay. Um, I have another couple of sort of, uh, I have another key volunteer role that I do that involves um, putting together an agenda for a national financial services uh, focused committee. Yep. So that's uh, sort of a monthly um, 
meeting that involves a little bit of work throughout the month. So I'll do that on the weekends. Yeah. I also do fun things sometimes. Nice. <laughs> um, you know, I like to, uh, I think my work bio says that I, I do illustrations of birds and I do distance oh, running. Wow. Neither of those sound particularly fun, but they are <laughs> things that I like to do for me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll see friends. I think that's important. Yeah. Um, spend time with my family. This week we went to the Easter show. That was great. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So illustrations of birds, would they be live birds? and you're drawing them like while they're there in the wild or is it like would do you use pictures and then draw them so that's <laughs> there's a lot of this is important on this. for the lawyers well, there's a lot of hot debate on this in the bird illustration community okay good. Um, let's get to the bottom of if it you're, if you're the best kind of bird illustrator the most lifelike you will go out into the space in which birds exist yes um and you will make your own recordings and photographs and wow. you will also observe them to get an appropriate um, range of their motions and characteristics. I tend to focus on pigeons. Yeah. So they are very abundant. Yes. Um, and I can kind of see also quite anywhere. different though. So yeah. many. Yeah. We've well, got some very big ones and then more ratty ones near where we live. Well, and I I encourage anyone. <laughs> To look up the history of pigeons, yeah, um, they're a very interesting bird. People are very derisive about pigeons, but basically pigeons exist because people really loved them for a period of time and then ah. sort of stopped taking care of them. And now they're kind of a weird feral animal that exists in our spaces. How interesting. Yeah. So they're a very interesting bird with a lot of history. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um uh, aside from the from pigeons and, and drawing birds, what would you say the biggest ch- challenge uh, you've had to overcome is? Um, well, I, I I became a lawyer um, during the pandemic. Okay. Um, so graduated, you know, went through the whole college of law thing, and um, I think that was a challenging time from a whole range of perspectives, and I think we're still feeling a lot of echoes. Of that, a lot of uncertainty, and I think the world's probably changed from where it was. But it was definitely a very challenging time to be someone who did not see themselves in a commercial law path. Yeah. So I didn't have clerkships. I had my work experience from community legal centers, which are very unique and I think an incredibly valuable experience but not always something that translates in the same way that something like a clerkship or um, certain internships would. And I didn't really see uh, a a pathway into um, community law at some point because it is extremely competitive, especially for someone who's just starting out. So I, I was sort of there not knowing quite what I wanted to do. The grad pools were being slashed for a whole range of employers. um, And I was basically just really desperately trying to find something because I think it's when you're a law student, when you're a lawyer, you pin a huge amount of your self-esteem, your ego to being good at things that include, you know, academics, law, and and sort of being judged on a very on-paper way um, was was very hard. I can imagine. Would you say the situation's improved somewhat now, you know, a couple of years post-pandemic, or is it still... Um, I think there's difficult for graduates. There's definitely been peaks and valleys. I think there's always people who are more organized and planned and sort of set themselves up a bit differently. And then yeah. there's people like myself who 
sort of came to the end of their law degree and thought, I have no idea quite what I want to do. And yeah. that can be great because you can end up somewhere that you didn't expect that you'd love. Yeah. Um, but it can also be really challenging and you can try things and find that you don't like them. Um, in terms of graduate pools now, I think f- the feedback that I'm getting is that things are a little bit better and there was a period where things were very good and very yeah. competitive for young lawyers especially, particularly when we were sort of in that period where we had more of a return to work, yeah. but we didn't have um, a lot of, not everyone was returning to work. Some yeah. people were transitioning out. So there was that gap. But I also think um, it's one of the great things about young lawyers in particular is that I found that to be a really useful way to put myself in a better position overall yeah. because it meant that I had stuff on my CV so so is that kind of how you overcame the challenge was to yeah talk us through how you how you sort of overcame it how you found work yeah absolutely I definitely think that young lawyers deserves a a tremendous amount of credit for um, getting my foot in the door anywhere but certainly um, a lot of the feedback that I got was that that was something that people were very interested in when it came to looking at my CV. So yeah. I was the communications, entertainment, and technology chair. Yeah. Um, I think you interviewed Taylor, who's now the chair and now yeah. also my vice president. Amazing. So, you know, great, great folks in that um, subcommittee as well. But we did a lot of work during the pandemic on government submissions. Mm-hmm. And that was great because you got to really flex a lot of your legal research muscle. Yeah. Um, and you get your name onto a submission that goes before government and that has a real chance of impacting law. So it's great in that sense. It also demonstrates to employers that you have that ability, that skill, and that interest. Mm -hmm. So I think for issues like AI that are really emerging, that was a really key area. But I also had strange little niche topics that I think people are also really interested in discussing. So an example of that would be um, agricultural vehicles. We did a specific submission on agricultural vehicles right to repair use of that data yeah and that was you know one of the ones that really stands out to me as being of both a very fun experience to learn about and I think stands out as something that I had to talk about that maybe not everyone who was applying for jobs at the same time did yeah so a friend of mine from the subcommittee suggested the firm that I'm at now Hazelbrook Legal yeah um, was hiring and at first, I thought, I have no idea why you sent this to me because yeah. I don't have any experience in financial services. I don't have any experience in commercial corporate. Yeah. But they had a really good culture. They have a really emphasis on culture as a boutique firm. And I think that made me sort of overcome my initial, I can't possibly have anything to bring to the table here. Yeah. And for whatever reason, they took me on. Um, been there two years now, and I love it. I love financial services, which Amazing. is very weird to say, <laughs> but um, yeah. Pigeons and financial services. <laughs> I'm, you know, I think they're things that everybody has yeah. a hot opinion on. Yeah. So. And that's interesting as well. I think that so often people graduate, and even if they have a clear idea, then they find out, oh, actually, I'm interested in this thing that I never thought I'd be interested in. Well, ex- exactly. And yeah. I, I think that that's um, a really great reason to sort of be a little bit brave in terms of what you're applying for, especially at the start of your career. And the other thing that I think, another plug for young lawyers here, that 
that's great for is learning about jobs that you didn't know existed. Yeah. So I learned about a lot of really amazing jobs. Like we had the general counsel for the Wiggles. Oh, wow. In communications, entertainment, <laughs> technology. And I didn't even think that That's they amazing. had general counsel. Of course they did. But to meet them was <laughs> exceptional. So Wow. Yeah. That is cool. That's a great job. Um, so what, as president of the Young Lawyers, what what does that entail, I guess? Uh, yeah. So... It's sort of um, a very dualistic role, right? You've got the front-facing stuff where I go out and I meet people, I attend events, I give little speeches here and there, but then there's also the more uh, governance and administration aspect. So I do a lot of answering emails, I do a lot of coordination for the subcommittees. When you've got 15 different subcommittees, you've got a lot of people to get on board to things like you know, policy changes, trying to facilitate what they do. So all 15 subcommittees have events that they run, they have communications. So trying to represent their needs and their interests and also to just sort of grow and adapt and reflect what the base of young lawyers is thinking about and doing and trying to provide events on that context. So we've got a criteria for what a young lawyer is and it's someone who is under the age of 36 in their first five years of practice or a law student. So it's a huge range of people. Yeah. One of the people on my, well, two of the people on my executive council right now, which is the the committee that forms young lawyers, one of them is a partner and one of them is still in law school. So we're talking about a really huge range of experience, all areas of law. Yeah. We have people that are in the regions. We have people that are, you know, in the middle of the city. I think trying to ostensibly make sure that we're including everyone in the conversations that we're having is yeah. one of the things that we sort of try to do as much as we can, um, noting that there's just limitations in being a volunteer organization and, um, yeah, just doing the best we can for our members. And there's about 15,000 people in New South Wales that are eligible to be young lawyers. Wow. So it's a big group of people. Yeah, a big group of people to be in charge of. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This doesn't have to be necessarily about young lawyers, but just in your life um, as a lawyer so far, what are you most proud of? I guess I'm I'm proud of a couple of things. (laughs) That's good. Um, I'm proud of... uh, when so I've had a few instances where I feel like I've stepped out of my comfort zone in a really big way. Yeah. Um, and one that I think you could probably relate to is Golden Gavel. Mm. And I'm proud of that not because of um winning, yeah. although that certainly helped. <laughs> yeah. But I think I'm proud of myself for seeing something that I wanted to do and doing it. Yeah. Um, and not sort of getting stuck in whether I thought I could do it or should do it. And I think the other thing that I'm proud of is um, growing into someone who I think can encourage other people to take steps like that where possible. Yeah. So I think having being able to mentor a little bit, um, yeah. noting that I'm still sort of early in my career, is something that I'm quite proud of. Yeah, that's amazing. Do uh, do you have an, a vision for where you see yourself in five years' time? And oh. is it general counsel of the Wiggles? Is that, <laughs> is that where we're going? I I think that general counsel of the Wiggles is is maybe 
something that's on the list for 10 years down the track. Okay, it fair. seems like it's pretty competitive. Yes, fair, fair. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, financial services is something that I really care about. Mm-hmm. So I really see myself as um, stepping out into that space because surprisingly enough, not a lot of lawyers love that. Mm. But I also think continuing to be a part of um, supporting and platforming young lawyers and, and, and trying to support people who are entering law, particularly if they took an unusual pathway to get there, I think is something that I see myself continuing five years, 10 years down the track in whatever capacity that looks like, participating in things like mentorship programs. That's definitely something that I see for myself. And I I also think just um, I would like to see myself uh, as having grown and tried quite a lot of new things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've given so much great advice, but have you got any sort of overarching advice for lawyers in the early stages of their career? What should they be doing? Yeah, I think there's two things that I feel are really good advice that I would give myself. Um, one is uh, don't take things personally. Like yeah. I think it, and it's almost impossible not to. Yeah. When you're doing things like job interviews, job applications, and you're not getting responses, or you're mm-hmm. getting, you know, your name misspelled in response emails, you know, you're getting kind of nowhere, or you feel like you're getting nowhere, try not to take that personally, because that is not a reflection of you. Yeah. And that's not a reflection of your value. And then the other piece of advice is, um, do take things personally, in the sense <laughs> that if you are not being appreciated, and you've kind of made reasonable efforts do think about if there's a place that's better for you that is going to recognize the things that you bring to the table specifically and seeking that out because the other aspect of having a job is that a lot of us will settle for a position where, you know, I'll just suffer for five years basically. Yeah. Like I'll just wait until I get that promotion and then everything's yeah. going to be better. Yeah, And that's not necessarily going to be the case, no. which is difficult to hear. And I think something that a lot of firms thrive on is the idea that you'll just settle in for yeah. the golden handcuffs. But um, I think I read a book some time ago and it said, look, if you're in an environment where you're unhappy at work, mm-hmm. the environment is more likely to change you than you are to change it. And I think that that's so true. sort of a hard lesson. Yeah. But something that I think is really important for young lawyers to try and grapple with. And it's a huge privilege to be able to leave, leave a job. But I think if you can do things to set yourself up so that you're in a better position to get somewhere where you are going to be, you know, safe and recognized, that's something that hopefully you can build a network to support you to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's such good advice. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Um, That's all. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Brief Exchange is a production of the Law Society of New South Wales. Executive producer is Francisco Silva. I've been your host, Floyd Alexander-Hunt, and we'll be back in your ears next month.